RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everyone doing out there today, this week, this month? You know, this month just came to an end. This month just came to an end. It's already 2020, and we are looking down the barrel of February. Wow. Wow. Time is flying. I'm doing grand. I hope you're doing grand as well. Uh, as always, excited, excited. So many cool, super cool things are going on in the motorcycle industry. Um, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Happy to be a part of it. Listen, man, um, there are a few major, major changes coming down the line. Um, and, and as, as of this time, Nothing has been confirmed. Nothing has been confirmed, but they haven't been denied either. They have not been denied. It looks as if, it looks as if NBC is going to be picking up MotoGP. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Now, here's why that's a great thing. Here's why that is a great thing. You, there's you, know, you could you could talk forever about the issues, the problems, and the whatever whatevers. Um, but here's why that potentially is a very great thing for the sport of motorcycle racing. When you have uh, in the United States, we're looking at motorcycle racing as motorcycle riders. To us, it's the center of the universe. Um, but but there is a different level of passion. Globally, okay, internationally, in Europe, motorcycle racing is 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 to us what what the United States, how the United States views, let's say football or uh, NASCAR. Okay, that's how motorcycle racing is looked upon internationally, uh, specifically in Europe. Okay, so. And that has a lot to do with the culture and has a lot to do. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it has a lot to do with how uh, the sport is supported and represented in those other countries. Um, Now, in the United States, someone you could say that it's because it's a lack of there is a lack of exposure to the sport. And there's some truth to that. There is some truth. So anytime you get our sport of motorcycle racing and you put it on a nationally a, a national broadcast network, okay, that's that creates an opportunity for more eyes to be upon our sport. That gives that's, that's greater visibility. And there's nothing more important right now in this time for our sport than visibility. We need more people to see what we are so insane about, what we're so crazy about, what we're so passionate about. And that's how that spark of that spark of potential equal, if not greater than uh, insanity or passion or uh, just that they need to understand what we love. 
about motorcycles and racing and what have you. And I believe you, you can show someone better than you can tell them. You can show someone better than you can tell them. And I think that's why this is a very, very great thing. And again, again, nothing has been confirmed, but nothing has been denied either. There was a, a leak uh, that came out earlier this week. I, it might have been last week, uh, but there was a leak that came out that uh, suggested strongly, heavily, as far as the article was concerned, it said that it had already happened and there was just a few uh, bells and whistles that need to be or you know, done with or eyes crossed or T's dotted, <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, you know, it, it, before it became official. Now, uh, it, it, it's it's basically saying that Dorna uh, and MotoGP have come into an agreement with uh, NBC to have some type of broadcast deal, some type of uh, distrib- not distribution, some type of broadcast deal. Um, from what I've read, it did not include any live, any live race uh, broadcast. Uh, it seemed like there was. To begin with, there was going to be some uh, delayed races, which is, you know, it's fine. Again, it's getting more eyes on. That's how I'm looking on it. That's when I was saying how some people would look at the potential uh, situation, upcoming situation between NBC and MotoGP and say, oh, well, they're not even showing live races. You got to you got to get past that at first. You have to give you have to give it room to grow and look at it from a point of view of if. If it's a delayed viewing, if it's a delayed broadcast, or it's a taped uh, broadcast of a race that happened earlier in the day, maybe the week before, or I'm sorry, or the Sunday before, what have you, it doesn't really matter. It's about getting eyes. Look, the race fan, we, us, we're going to be watching the race as much as possible as it happens. That means we're going to go to MotoGP.com and buy our package and watch the race as it happens. That's what we do. But for the people who are not necessarily part of our culture yet, who haven't been bitten by the bug yet, this is a great, great thing for us, for our culture, for our sport, for our universe. I am excited. Like I said, nothing's been confirmed yet. Nothing's been denied. Perhaps next week I will have some official word for you about this situation. But as it sits today, I'm excited about the prospect, about the opportunity, about the potential magnitude that this will have on our world. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is an influencer, a writer, an enthusiast, and president of the Houston Desmo Owners Club. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my dear friend, Sarah Dean Cole. Sarah Dean Cole, how are you? (laughs) I am excellent. How are you? I am doing grand. I'm doing fantastic. So happy to be talking to you, my dear friend, my dear, dear friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Um, listen, man, listen, we got a we got a couple of things to talk about, to talk about on this episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Um, how's your year starting off? Let's let's get to the basics. How's your year uh-huh. starting off so far? 
I, so pretty amazing. I, um, I started the new year with getting a, a, it was a surprise to a new 2020 before us Panigale. Stop playing. Stop playing with your boys. Stop playing. (laughs) I'm just playing. I actually, I saw the pictures. I think I sent you a text uh, when I saw it on the gram. Yes. So I, I cannot complain. It has been already amazing. See, that's how you started. That's how you started decade. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> listen, listen, just, just not yeah, listen. Epic. Some some people started their year off, you know, you gotta think big, you gotta think intergalactic. You started <laughs> the decade off with that twin twin Panigale V four S. That's that it's an mm-hmm. S, right? You got an S, not an R? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know, not no R. It's an S. That, you know, that's, don't that's, say that with for me. Don't or say that me. with shame. You say that with pr- look. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Panigale V four in your garage. You're already winning. It doesn't matter what suffix comes after. It doesn't matter what letter comes after the V four. That's right. All right. You're that's winning. Right. You're winning. That's what I'm talking about. With wings. With the wings. With wings. Okay. I have wings now. Listen, let me tell you something. No disrespect to Red Bull, but it's it, Ducati gives you wings, okay? Ducati <laughs> yeah, gives you totally. wings. All right. Let's make sure that the boys in Bologna hear that. So I, you know, if they start using that, your boy Mr. Black Moses should get a little bit, little bit. I'm just saying. Ducati gives you wings. Listen, man, listen. I want to talk to you. Uh, how long have we known each other? So I, I was looking back. I think we met for the first time. It was at Coda 2015. And that was the first year, right? Was that the first uh, GP in Austin? I think that second. Second, because 14. the second year. I missed, I missed the first year. And I was there. I think that was the second year. I've been there since the inception. I've been there since 14. So I do believe you're right. We met, was it at my party? When we met, no, it was in the it was in the pits. I think because I think we we might have followed each other and then we recognized each other. Okay, okay, that sounds that sounds logical. And then I would and then I would keep running into you every year. That that happens at your party and yep, that happens. <laughs> people people have a tendency to just run into me and it you know it, it's all good. It's it's all good. You know, um, yes. I, I want to talk to you about. How you got into motorcycles um, and like, you know, what your history is. Why bikes? Why? What happened? Uh, I say that like it's a bad thing. I say that like it's a bad thing. Like what happened? How, you know. What happened? (laughs) I think that I've always been a little adrenaline junkie since since a young age. And um, my uncle was into bikes. Okay. And... I humble beginning. So I, I, I never got to actually get my own bike till a little bit later in life. Um, but I would have friends and ride on the back with them and stuff in college. Um, but I had always wanted a sports bike specifically. It had to be a sports bike. That's what I had always wanted. Okay. I dig. Yeah. I dig. So when did you get your first bike? What year was that? So I started riding, um, 
November. It was my birthday of 2004. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had finally, I had almost finished college, recently got married, had a son and lots of convincing the husband because I'd always wanted to do it. And then finally, I think my son was two and I, and I look back and I'm like, God, that was really irresponsible. For me. <laughs> Don't say Start it like doing. that. I, <laughs> I was young. I Listen, so maybe you know, not the smartest thing. Yes, you know, that's me, what hold I wanted. On. I just wanted to do it so bad. I don't want to cut you off. I'm just going to make sense out of that. Your son was two, right? Yeah. You needed yep. two wheels. See how that works? I need, there we go. All right. Yep. It's a two yep. thing. The boy was two. You had to be on time. two. It's just how the universe works. So <laughs> your son was exactly. two. And what was your first bike? Yep. So I always knew I wanted to do Ducati, but I, I didn't want to start with that as my first bike. So I had a, I got a used Honda CBR 600 Okay. and, um, rode on that, got comfortable. I think it was probably five months, six months max. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm. And then that's when I got my first Ducati, which was the 749 Dark. Was that, what year was that? 05? Yes, it was a 2005. I think it was. Let me tell I'm you something. Sure it was a 2005. Let me tell you something, my dear friend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little bit of. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about your boy, Mr. Black Moses. My first superbike, my first superbike, which was the third motorcycle that I had owned in my life, was a 2005 mm-hmm. 749 Dark. That's right. I that remember. Was, yes, that we was my have, first superbike. We super had bike. the same bike. Yes. Okay. Okay, and I think that's why that's where our synergy begins. Okay, exactly. that's where the vibe I, is. Yep. It's a vibe. Our friendship <laughs> yes. is a whole vibe. Okay, I exactly. did exactly. So you got you got your yep. seven forty nine dark. Yep, and, and then, then what was how did I, things transform? Like, oh, and I think like six months later, I then walked into the the dealership, and then they had just came out with the seven forty nine. S mm. black gloss mm. and my jaw dropped and I was like, oh my God, I, I need. So then I got that <laughs> one. I traded the other one in and then that was that one. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have it. So wait, did you trade in uh, or yeah, did you make beautiful. more room? I traded in. Okay. That I, and, um, and at the time too, my, my husband rode and I, he actually made more room. I don't know what, how that worked out. I was trading in, but he just made more room. That wasn't quite fair, was it? it well, actually, you know, it's it's clever. It's clever. Okay. <laughs> but honestly, I was happy because I I had my my dream bike. So that's that's all I wanted. I was good. Okay. And so now you are. How many bikes do you have in your stable right now? Uh, now back to one. Okay. So, well, we had two and then unfortunately they had got stolen. What? Um, yeah, I had a, I think that was like two, uh, this year will be three years ago in the summer. I had the 1199S and we had a full throttle scrambler and unfortunately they had both got stolen. So there's nothing that um, gets my proverbial uh, goat more than people that, you know, like we work hard for yeah. our situation, okay? We're able-bodied, yep. we're able-minded, we want things, we figure out how to earn them or earn the money 
you exactly. go out and purchase exactly. these things, okay? It, nothing gets me more than a conniving thief who says, you know what? They have that. I'm going to go take I'm that. I'm going to take it. That makes me so. Mm. That makes listen. There's not a lot of things that make your boy, Mister Black Moses, upset. That makes me upset. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I was. I. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I literally. It was. It was. I was sick. I couldn't even eat. I was just. Uh, it's like they stole. They stole my second child. Right. <laughs> right. It was, you it take was so painful. Stuff. Oh my god. It was so painful, but. It's yes, but we, they were caught. So oh, excellent! It, there, so there's yep, a happy, so a happy ending. Be, there was a happy ending to that. Yep. Good. You know what? Like I said, I don't wish ill on anybody, but okay, what whatever leg of justice befell those thieves? So be it. So be it. Um, moving on. Let's get back to let's get back to mm-hmm. brighter topics. Brighter topics. Okay. Yes. So, please. when did you become? The president of and what's the name of the the club that is it is it Austin uh, Desmo owners or no. is it Houston Houston Houston, Houston, Houston Desmo owners club yes yep. yes yes sorry about that oh wait wait That's let's okay. fall back let's fall back for a second you are out were you born in Texas because you're in Houston right that is that home base right now yeah I'm yeah home is Houston um, actually no I was I was born in Michigan but I've been here since I was like six years old so okay. I'm I'm pretty much a Texan now I can I've dig thought it. out I can't do the cold weather yeah, but you don't have it's that you don't have me. that you don't have the accent though you don't have that <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about how y'all doing hey, how, how y'all, y'all doing how y'all <laughs> y'all gonna ride them motorbikes there today anyway <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. Um, I have a. I've told this story before, just because of the the southern accent thing. And you know, we're talking about you and your Ducatista. Do, do, do you say Ducatisti or Ducatista? So, if it's one, if you're talking about one, it's Ducatista, and if it's plural, it's Ducatisti. Gotcha. So you are a Ducatista, mm-hmm. and yes. I, I just want to tell you this quick, quick story, and, and it's about our boy, the late great Nikki Hayden. Um, I had a, you know, Nikki and I were very dear friends. Um, we, we had a lot of good times together and we were at a, at a club one night and I've told the story before and Jackie was there. Shout out to Jackie. That's the homie. Um, Jackie was there and Jackie told me to watch Nikki. She's like, keep an eye on him. And I'm like, wait a minute. He a grown ass man. I'm a grown ass man. We all grown here. Wouldn't you like to keep an eye on him? Okay. And he, he was short. He's, you know, he's a short, uh, you know, I'm a tall, not taller guy, but he, I'm taller than him. So mm-hmm. I'm Jackie's like giving me the what for, like, no, I'm telling you, you need to keep an eye on him, whatever. And I'm like, all right, great. Once again, I have to play bodyguard, big bro. Right. I turn around. We can't find him. All right. Nikki's going. (laughs) Okay. Nikki's. (laughs) And it was, it was packed. It was packed and we can't find him. And this was after a Ducati, Ducati launch of the Panigale. Okay. So we, Mm -hmm. the place was packed and I'm looking around. I can't see him. It's dark in there. And and Jackie is short. So I know she can't see him. So I'm like, great. She's just looking at me. Like I just left her. I just let her down. I just dropped the ball. Nobody can see him. I can't see him. I'm like, where next thing you know, we hear over the, the DJ, the, 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 the speaker system. We hear yeah. Ducati's in the building. 
<laughs> Ducati's in the building. He had found his way over to the DJ booth and was on the microphone. So it just it just made the little that country twangish. Jackie just looked at me. <laughs> Jackie looked at me and she looked down and she just pointed to the booth. She said, go get him. Just go get him. So I had to go get Mickey. <laughs> it was one of the best Aww. nights ever. One of the best nights ever. But again, talking about that Southern charm, that, you know, that y'all, that, you know, the accent. Yes. Moving on, moving on. Now, president of Houston Desmo Owners Club, correct? That is correct. Let's talk about that. How, what what do you how did that come about? Um so we the, the club has been around for a long time and it's got some history. It's been called a few things. It's had its ups and downs and um I think I had I moved back into the country and, and it was like 2013. I got my 1199 Panigale. I was ready to ride. I'm like, where's the club? What's going on? What happened to the club? And, um, it kind of had filled out a bit and lost its status, official status with Ducati. Okay. So I got together with a couple of the, the guys that I knew and, um, we had a meeting and figured out how to, you know, get everything back in place. And we decided that we would start fresh. And that's when we came up with the Houston Desmond Honors Club. And, you know, we had to choose who was going to be president. And they all looked at me and said, it's all, you know, it's all you go for it. So I, it. I was like, wow, awesome. And so that was, um, we were official January, 2014. And my God, I can't believe how the time's just flown by. We're just having a blast. I think that's club. awesome. I love it. Yeah. So it was 2014 is when the the current, uh, the current deal began, correct? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I've been organizing it since then. Now, when you said you, you mentioned that you had moved back to the country, where did you go to? Um, so is that like black ops? We can't talk about that. Is that like some, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we, we, we don't talk about, you know, well, I we've moved out of the country about two times, but we we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about I'm that. I'm back here. Yeah, that's yeah. what's important. That's look, that's some stealth uh <laughs> incognito stuff we don't need to uh get into or divulge. So it's about Texas right now, that's what we're talking about. And uh so <laughs> so now your club now, I want to, because obviously you, every year we talked about MotoGP and we talked about my annual party, the SBI MotoGP weekend kickoff that happens mm-hmm. on Friday nights. And my party yes. generally starts at 10 o'clock. Your mm-hmm. annual uh, owner's party is usually that that early, a little bit earlier in the evening exactly. on that Friday night. Yep. So you know yep. what I love? I love the fact that my party somehow turned into, I'm going to say the official after party for your party. That's exactly, it is. That's exactly what we call it. I love it. We literally call it. That's the after party. I love it. It's become tradition and we, we love it. We have a blast. Cause you, it, the party is cool. I mean, it, the party is fantastic. It, it, you know, otherwise I wouldn't do it. And that first hour, 
it's cool. People are coming in and, you know, and oh, you know, and everybody's catching up because I feel happy. And I've talked about this. I love the fact that I can get so many different people and, and from different levels and walks in our motorcycle industry. We have the enthusiasts. We have some principals there. We have some people from the teams. We have people from Dorna and, you know, and wow. we just have race fans in the all in the same building chilling and i love that and it's great for the first hour it is fantastic well thank you but then when your crowd when your crew walks in when your crew (laughs) walks in it goes to a whole nother level okay that's when the (laughs) when sarah dean cole walks in the building that's when the party starts okay oh no no it's such a good time such a, it uh, is. It is such a good time. I and I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it, I can't believe it's already coming up soon. You know what? I can't wait for it. That is like, and, I, and mm-hmm. I've got oh, and I've got oh, and I can't even really talk about it. But I have a special surprise that's for this year. Oh. And I, oh, I know I shouldn't okay. even said that. I shouldn't even said it, but I did because it's what I do. Um, <laughs> um, this you year, do, but you, but now, but you can't tell me. I can't tell you, not yet. Okay. Even if I could, I wouldn't because then it wouldn't be a surprise. Even though you're my homie, you're my homie, you're my peoples. You know, I I feel that this year, my whole plan for this decade is about moving the needle. So if I did anything okay previously, my job is to do better than okay. I want to do better than good. If I can be better than great, I want to be better than great. So we are constantly looking for ways to move the needle. This party exactly. right here, this party coming up right here, woo! Going intergalactic. All right, I'm looking forward to it. We're going intergalactic. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It, it might be gonna, a spaceship. I know you're going to bring it. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> that's what Listen, is what you do. This is not about me though. This is about you. So, <laughs> so I want to you know being a and it, to me being a female rider, um, I, I'm not really. I've kind of moved away from classifying riders by sex because you know you ride you ride that's all that matters to me i don't care there are some people there's a couple of dinosaurs and cavemen out there who feel whatever they feel about things but here you are uh a a great human being a great soul a great rider um you happen to be a female and i hope i'm not being disrespectful but that's kind of how i see it you are other things first you know what I mean? Exactly. That's that's how I look at it as well. I don't. I I'm just another rider. You, you know, we we put the helmet on and we're all just riders. That's right. That's and I yeah. think that's how it should be. Um, and you know, it, it makes sense. You know that you being a rider first, being in charge of or being the president of your owners club. You know, did you face any? kind of pushback or any kind of friction or static? No, I think that the, like our core group, they already knew me. So they know that I, I just, I just want to ride just like, just like they do. So I don't, I think that they've just been super supportive and it's not really ever been an issue. I almost forget that I am a female, like we'll go on, weekend trips and I'll look at the pictures and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm the only, I'm the only chick, (laughs) but I don't really think about it like that because I'm just there. We're all there to ride. That's all. That's what it's about. Absolutely. And so I, um, if anything, I just, I feel like they, 
the, the club is my second family and it's just such a great group of people. And we just share this passion writing and the Ducatis and it's just been such a great experience. How many, how and many? I feel like everyone, I feel like also like I have like a whole bunch of big brothers that are, they, everyone has my back. Are you the only female rider in the club? No, we have other female riders. Um, but I would say that I'm probably mainly the m- more active than, than the other ladies in the club. Okay. How many riders, how many members in your, in your club? Uh, we have like over 500 members, but let me tell active. you something. I said earlier, when y'all walk into the party, okay. <laughs> when y'all walk in, it's like, like I said, the party is, the party is cool. But when y'all walk in, because you guys come in together, I mean, it's a wave, maybe one or two waves. But when, when you're, when your club walks in, I mean, oh my God. I mean, it's very noticeable that, okay. Oh. So thank you. Please keep doing that. You thank you. Make, I appreciate you make me that. look great. <laughs> and oh, even, listen, wait, stop. You. I have to, I have to tell you the truth. Time. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> okay. The photographers that are there that I have, I tell them, don't you take a damn photo until eleven thirty. Because typically you're <laughs> because you you and your team make the party look it looks packed and it's okay. Like I said, it's cool before, but I say, don't you take a damn photo until 1130 because that's when it's popping. So thank you. Please keep doing what you do. You dig? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Now I appreciate you. I want to ask you, you know, we, we briefly touched on the, you know, being a female uh, writer. What is, what is your perception or what is your thought across the board about how ladies are represented in our industry. Are you, do you, do you, let me, let me, let me be a little bit more specific. Do you feel that ladies are getting their propers as they should by the industry at large? I feel like it's, I mean, I've been writing for a long time, so it's definitely gotten better. Um, thank goodness they are realizing that we don't want to wear pink and flowers and unicorns on our leathers anymore. Um, right. And, <laughs> and, um, I, and I think that also, I just saw a, um, some numbers that came in recently that we've went from 10% to almost 20%. Yeah, it's for doubled. female riders, it's doubled. Yeah, so I think that's awesome. Absolutely, um, and I feel yeah. So I feel like I've seen more like Danese and uh, the 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 bigger the bigger guys coming out with a lot more apparel and even Ducati. I know that they're trying to um, get more females involved maybe with the scrambler and so i i think that it's moving in the right direction for sure i love it yeah and i i agree with you like you know my being i don't know are we industry insiders is that what they call us do they or do we are we classified as insiders influencers is that is that a thing is that what we are 
I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. We just, we just <laughs> exist. We just are. Exactly. But being, we just are. being what we are and being privy to the information and data that we are, um, I, I think that it's, there's a lot of, the reason why I asked the question is because I feel like there has been some movement, but I think that there's still a long way to go. Like myself, I, with Sport Bikes Inc. Magazine, I have decided to never do another ladies issue again. Do, did I tell you that? I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do no. another. Right. I'm not. Do, I'm do not. Tell. Okay. So well, here, what made you make that decision? I have, I feel as though it's wrong to classify. I feel as though mm-hmm. it's wrong to say the ladies are, look, I'm a, all right, look, it's about to be black history month. So how, how does <laughs> the entire history of my people get condensed to 28 days, maybe 29 on a leap year? How? It's impossible. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So while I am not necessarily uh, <laughs> comparing my <laughs> annual ladies issue <laughs> to black history. To black history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But it's my show, damn it. Listen, okay. So I am saying it is, I think it's un- the same way that I feel that it is unjust to do so. I feel like it is mm-hmm. unjust uh, to say ladies only deserve or will be featured in one issue out of 12, one out of 12. I think that that's an injustice. I think that's not being part of the solution that's continuing the the problem. So if I no longer have an issue dedicated to ladies, the entire scope of the magazine is dedicated to riders, which just means more mm-hmm. inclusion. It's about inclusion. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm yeah. with our, exactly. You know what I mean? So like if, if we're doing an annual, totally. if we're doing our monthly new product section, new product section, and we feature 13, uh, 13 items, 13 products, more at least half of them better be, if some are going to be allocated for male riders, some are going to be allocated for female riders. It needs to be more inclusive. We're going to do more, we're doing more features with female riders. We're doing more features um, on female industry people. Just, it's, it's a mix. It's a proper mix. And I feel that that, if that happens, and it is happening, because that I'm, it's my magazine, and I'm running the and boat. You're making it happen, right? So there's <laughs> a, exactly. It's a question of you know. It's not even a question. It's more of a testament to being part of the solution. It's part of the solution. There like is that. no longer a need to say that female writers are only because I even did you know the contest to be featured on the cover. Why do right. I have why why? Why should it just be the one issue? I'm really making this about me, and that's wrong. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I just wanted to say I got all passionate for a minute. Did you hear me? Black History Month, okay? And the ladies' issue of SBI on the same plight. Um, so let me let me digress. Let me digress. Are you, you okay? You okay over there? I am good. Did you but not I, know I was I this funny? That. Did you not know I was this funny? Uh, no, I do know. You know, it's funny because I actually, I, it's wrong of me to even suggest that I might be funny. Maybe entertaining, high strung. I did have some sugar this morning, so I will, uh, <laughs> I will uh, blame the uh, caffeine and the sugar rush for my okay. outburst. Listen, man, moving on. 
But I do. I agree with you. And I, I like that you're doing that. Thank you. You know, I, Agreement. I and, and so far the feedback has been positive that, you know, and we'll see what happens, you know, because typically that issue was later in the summer. We'll see what happens when, you know, I'm sure people will start asking me, you know, are you doing the contest again? I've been very vocal about it on social media, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. There's always going to be somebody that says something or somebody going to someone is going to say, no, we need that. But I, in my mind, to be a bigger uh, uh, to help the solution. That's yeah. my, that is my contribution, my contribution okay. to the solution. I like that new hashtag alert. Like that. contribution <laughs> to the solution. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're talking about, you know, <clears throat> moving the culture forward. Okay. What, what, yeah. what, what else do you think? What, is there anything that you see from your point of view? Is there anything else lacking in our culture as, as motorcyclists? Oh, um, you know, I actually heard that like the sports bike industry is declining. Mm. Is that true? I've heard equally the same thing. Um, it makes me really sad. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. And well, I'm thinking, so like, so my son is 17 and I, it's just, I don't know if it's just this, the new generations that are coming up. I mean, some of them, they don't even want to drive. They just, they just would rather Uber. So exactly. I, it's like this. Oh, I, oh, that, wow. It, right. Like that I, so, sense of entitlement, like drive me around. What? <laughs> so I'm, it's like, are they not, are they not into getting into riding? I mean, and they don't even want to drive. So I don't know. It's, it just, it's, it makes me sad. You know what? I, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, I've noticed that as well. And, you know, being again, being privy to the data that we're privy to, it's, I feel a greater sense of responsibility to, you know, it, it used to be stardom young, I don't think it's, I don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily the case. It's, it's, it's just start whenever, start them whenever. Um, of course, start them young, but if you have an opportunity to introduce someone to the sport of racing, motorcycle racing, to the culture, to the camaraderie, to any, to the lifestyle, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. if the, you know, I think that that's, I feel a greater sense of responsibility to, to to get people involved, the people, you know, who may not have thought about motorcycles or this is right. the thing that I hear a lot. Oh, those are dangerous. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we between you and I, we could wax poetic forever about how many times we've been told to be careful. Be careful. And here's the thing. <laughs> I tell people when people say that to me, oh, you be careful. I'm like, no, you be careful. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Isn't it annoying? Right. It's, it's like, like I'm wearing a helmet. Like, I can tell you. And then when it, especially even since I just got the new bike, be careful. Right. Like, I'm like, I, I am. Right. I, I'm always careful. I'm wearing I'm a helmet. Just, Damn like, it. What are you wearing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And you stop saying that to me. You're right. freaking me out. Oh my goodness. You can get hurt on that thing. You can get hurt walking, okay? Exactly. You're not even wearing any protective gear, okay? Like <laughs> you be careful. It gets me. It gets me a little bit. Um, but the point is is that getting those 
people who have been in their they, they, it's in their head they're in their head that mm-hmm. our culture is like they want to be part of our culture but they've been conditioned to not be part of our culture you know yep. and I feel like we have to figure out I don't know what the answer is but I feel like we have to continue to work especially with people like you and I uh, in our, you know, I mentioned earlier if we were influencers or whatever, but if we, let's just say we are influencers, let's just say we are influencers. Let's take that word influence. Okay. Let's, and let's, yeah. let's take command of that word and let's have a greater influence on the health, the health of our culture. Yeah. I think I just might've said a yeah. true thing. I'm glad, I'm glad we're recording yeah. this because I think I'm saying some true things. We are saying some true things here. Totally agree. And I, I was thinking the same. I'm, I was thinking that, I mean, the power of social media and just being able to be a positive influence and mm-hmm. showing how fun our, the end the sport is and riding and just that feeling of freedom and even just to spark some interest in people, like you said, that, that might not have thought about writing before and then they they see you know pictures and videos on on the internet of people having a fantastic time then it might spark some interest you know i am i've always said that i am not a role model and i'm not i curse too much i drink too much not drink too much (laughs) in that regard okay you know what i mean but like you know i'm i'm not a saint okay so i'm not a role model but I will accept influencer. I will accept okay. influencer under the in, under the in the terms that you and I are beginning to define as having positive impact on our culture, mm-hmm. having yep. true influence on the health and welfare of our culture. I will accept. I will accept that title under those terms. Okay. Will you accept those title that title under those terms? I will accept that title. Yes. Proper. And I'm also, I'm also glad that the, uh, I'm, I feel like maybe we've also have, um, we're mature in how we show how we ride, yep. we gear up. So that's a positive, great thing to be able to show to, you know, the younger generations. Yeah. <laughs> That are watching us. It doesn't mean that we're old. It doesn't mean that we're old. It just means that we've been here a little bit longer. Right. 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 I love it. Sarah Dean Cole, we had a great conversation. (laughs) This was great. Yes, it was. We should talk more. We should talk more. (laughs) We should. We should talk more. Listen, listen. um, Before I let you go, whenever I have a guest on the show, I, I, I do a little something called the super poll section where I ask three questions, sometimes four. Uh, and, and it's more about the rapid truth. You speak your rapid truth. Okay. Don't overthink it. Um, whatever Gosh. your answers are, your Marty answers are. Nervous. Don't be, I got you. <laughs> Come on. We're influencers. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're not role models. We're influencers. You dig? We're definitely not. I'm not definitely not a role model. We are not right? role models. <laughs> damn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for All the right, Super Bowl question? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Question right. number one. Okay. 
Tupac or Biggie? Mm, man. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it's going to depend on my mood, but I'm going to, I'm going to say Biggie. Okay. N- nothing wrong I, with that at all. Nothing wrong. There really is no wrong answer. Is there, but is there a particular reason why you went Biggie over Pac? So it depends on my mood. I feel like I'm, I really love the beats of Biggie. Okay. But then the lyrics of Pocker, they're pretty deep. So it depends on, again, like what kind of mood I'm in that day. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Moving on. Question number two. This is an easy one for you. Okay. Streets or track? Like I only get to choose one forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I could, I could, if I say track, then that means I can ride track every single day. See, you're you're already overthinking it. You're already overthinking it. You're already overthinking it. What's your rapid answer? Your rapid truth? Where's your heart at? Where's your passion at? The streets. Oh uh, no! But wait, wait, wait. Let me let me let me ask no, it. Let me ask it in a more track. gangster way. Let me ask it in a more gangster way. Okay. Sarah Dean okay. Cole, do you does your heart belong to the streets or does your heart belong to the track? It does belong to the track. I I like to go fast. Okay, so we're going. The answer is track. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, <well. laughs> Moving on. Final question. That was very hard. That was I the know. hardest question. Listen, listen. If this was easy, everybody would be doing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> final question. Final question. Okay. You okay? You still there? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is great. I, this is such a great conversation. This is, uh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Okay. Final question. In the Super Bowl section of this episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. If you could take a ride with anybody living, no longer with us, uh, fictional, non-fictional, uh, biblical, who would it be? Where would you ride? And what would you be riding? Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, that's such a good question. This is what I do. So I know I'm oh, one one person. One person. So I don't know if I can just make it one person, but I would say so. Is this too much story? I had recently when I went to England, I went to the Brooklyn's Museum and got to go to like the first racetrack ever where the first British Grand Prix was and everything. And they had so much history on the female racers. And I think it would just be awesome to be even ride with any of that, of the female racers from like the twenties, because they would just be so badass. Like they didn't care what society wanted and expected. They just wanted to ride. And I Mm. think that would just be so amazing to to ride with any of those ladies back in the days. Um, and then to be out on one of the old tracks, mm. definitely on a sport bike. So that would be an, an incredible experience. I love it. That's a great, great answer. Well done. <laughs> well done, Thanks. my friend. Listen, man, <laughs> where can we follow you, uh, your social media platforms? Where can we continue to support everything that you're doing and everything that you're involved with? Uh, give out, give out your platforms. So my, my main one, I probably spend the most time on is Instagram. 
And um, my Instagram name is Sarah Dean Cole. And I think everything, everything social is pretty much Sarah Dean Cole. No H S A R A. Anybody you want to say hello to give a shout out to or thanks to? Well, definitely a thanks to you for having me on. It was, it was such a fun experience and, um, Oh, definitely a shout out to, uh, my club, the Houston Desmoners club. I love, I love them. They are just my heart. So thank you so much. Love it. Love it. Sarah Dean Cole. It has been a privilege and an honor. And I can't wait to see you in Austin at the party, at the track, at the race, the whole entire weekend. Exactly. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Take care. That's our show for this week. Please, as always, follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at LITFL Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, hit that share, hit that comment button, hit that subscribe button. And we'll be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out radioinfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. Radio Influence.